Welcome to the mailbag powered by puntingform.com.au. Um, the mailbag's also powered by interns now. Curlio's up and about, dominating, just steering these boys around the park like a, like a real veteran, Cam Smith-like. You've been enormous this week, Shane, on and off the track. Pistol Pete, back back to your best from Kalgoorlie. You back with us now? Uh, I mean, I'm betting about the same levels. We're finding horses that are crunching in price and not even placing. So that's exactly how I like them. But you are mentally and physically sort of starting to uh, re-emerge from your little like slumber. Look, I'll put it this way. The sooner you realise you're already dead, the better your life can be full-time. So I'm back to resuming my life as a tulpa, possibly in this dimension, maybe in a different dimension. But that's the way that I enjoy things. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, the betting plan for the non-payers last week at Flemington, a little bit um, of a strip, and I apologise about that. I think Gunstock probably should have won the race. Uh, we were stiff there. We found some steamers in the other race, but then Jive rode a great race the race after slaughtering Gunstock. So that's racing. And then uh, Very Elegant, who was 240 into 210, looked like it was going to just gap them at the 400. We've talked about it in the deep dive. The narrative around it is that the horse is completely gone, I'd be trusting the price, trusting the champion horse moving forward. Shane, what do you reckon? Um, no, look, the very elegant is gone. Um, it uh, petered out in the autumn um, when it was tossing up those disgusting figures when winning and um, uh, it was brutally exposed here. Uh, down against the A graders in Melbourne, and I think that Chris should put it on a truck and send it back up to beat up on those C graders in Sydney because um, it ain't winning down here. I reckon he would have tucked into a few wicked wings, you know, just after that that race went around because his star horse didn't deliver. But then the data came back. I think it's I think it's well worth following. Pistol, you? I'm I'm well and truly on a bandwagon. Uh, do you reckon the plan was to ride it that aggressively in the early stages? Usually she, the, she's the a bit cooler than that. Didn't suit. Yeah. Didn't suit. And then when you look at the times, I think you just have to trust the clock, not trust your eye yeah. in this situation. Because she looked like she was handling it, but I don't think she was. Um, she wobbled. She copped that knock from uh, young Verda, or as Matty Hill calls it, young Verda. Young Verda. With a, the V. Yep. Um, bring back TV. Um <laughs> Yeah, look, I suppose it. Look, it is. It, look, she's not the easy. She hasn't always been the easiest ride. Very elegant. Like J Max ridden her all the time, and you know she's had to be wrestled with to settle on a few occasions. And you could probably forgive D Lane for one, but um, I won't be. Yeah, well, that's that, that's racing, isn't it? It's all about opinion, Shane. Speaking of opinions, we're going to have a fair bit of pressure on us next week to get our opinions right in the world's biggest punters club with Punt Club, boys. We've got 48,500 in the kit already and 775 punters so far. We will This time next week, we will have had a bet. How exciting. Very exciting. I bought it. I feel a bit left out. All the talks about Caulfield Cup and, and Everest, but... But don't forget that we have the class 6,000 metres at Eagle Farm also on the day worth um, 42,000 to the winner. So yep. <laughs> we'll be betting in Queensland also, just if you're wondering. We'll be betting in uh, New South Wales, Victoria, both provincial and metro meetings there. We'll, we'll be tackling three to four meetings, Shane, in Queensland. 
and at, yes, at least yeah, at yeah, least one. Where are we betting in uh, in Perth? As of Pistol. this Saturday, we're back at headquarters. Ascot Racecourse. Beautiful. And stay tuned next week for a brand new content segment that uh, Shane and I have been working on that involves Peter and um, Peter identifying horses to follow and put into your file. So um, let's look at Caulfield, guys. Okay, Jack. The Turok Handicap Group 1, Race 9. The market, I'm Thunderstruck, $2.80, best available Thursday morning from Elephant, $5.50. Dice Rolls, 10 Tofane, Tofane is 11 Sierra Sioux is 12 Superstorm, 14 Second Slip, 17 All right, Dickens, you've been declaring I am Thunderstruck for however long. Yep, 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 yep. $6 was around when we were sort of pushing it. I'd much prefer to take that than the 280, but I'm happy taking the 280. I think this horse will start shorter. Um, I think it's the progressive force in this race. I'm going to talk about the speed map first, though. I think So You Assume will roll across. Elephant gets a really nice run and probably gets supported because of it from five. Uh, second slip and dice roll sort of fight out for either 1A or the coffin. Could see So You Assume roll right across, put second slip, say, into the coffin, and then Freddie Curzu get pushed back, three back the fence there on dice roll. Uh, I think Tefane will try and stay off the fence, which pushes Quantum Mechanic and Asa sort of a bit wide, and decisions need to be made with those two riders, which are uh, Craig Newitt, who's going to not sort of want to be aggressive, and then Asa's um, Harry Coffey. So this is a big race for Harry, big opportunity, tricky, tricky sort of... It looks tricky to me what he's going to have to make a quick decision there. I don't know where Luna Fox and Harbour Views get from those wide draws. Luna Fox, we've seen show some speed occasionally. Sierra Sioux, Irish Flame, Your Horse, Superstorm Pistol, Embolism, and uh, I'm Thunderstruck will be well worse than midfield in the back third. I do think I'm Thunderstruck. He's either going to ride this completely cold, which I don't want him to do, and circle out of like complete fear of and of and remembering what he did last time where he tried to cut the corner on one horse and one horse only and um, got it wrong. Or the map sort of looks like if he jumps okay, he can get up inside even horses like Luna Fox and Harbour Views, which is just, just be worse than midfield. But then when he gets there, he is going to need to sort of pray that the, 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 the gates open at some point. Did settle midfield uh, on a fast tempo at sale. Um, so it has the or the capability of actually doing what you're saying. 100% has the capability. This is a grand final, though, so you know they're going to overanalyze and, and really <laughs> think it through. Um, the stable the stable does have quantum mechanic in the race, and they're drawn right next to each other. So if 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 it was able to sort of get up inside of it, even then it's if this thing settles like three back, one off in the run, get a get get your laptop out and just start. That's perfect. I think favorite the favorite is he's just going to flush out the back and just hopefully sweep around them via the car park and win. Well, we demanded. Well, not we. Sorry, <coughs> let me rephrase. You demanded that he did that last start, Jack. Um, so I don't want to hear any excuses on the deep dive Monday when he sits back, circles them, and doesn't get over the top. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what he's going to do, and I think it'll be good enough. I'd prefer that he rode with some like intent. And, and yeah. pick some gaps from like the 800 and started, started weaving through. That's what I prefer. If I owned the horse, we'd be saying, I want you to jump and be as positive as you can. Because 
there's a bunch of them that just be like waiting their turn, like Embolism, Superstorm, Harborview, Sierra Sioux, and just be like a peloton getting wider and wider. And if we're the last one, it's not even up to dry in those sometimes in those situations. It's when does like Damien Oliver decide to pull the whip on Superstorm, for example? Based based on your map, uh, with the anticipation that Harborview's won't be as forward as what you're hoping it will be, but it's more likely to map back. What horses settle in front of it and take off and put a gap on them and get in ahead of it that you would be worried about running down? Elephant dice roll. Fascinated by ASAR. We backed it last week at Flemington. Mm. I think it's like backed up again and again. Um, it was good two, two ago at Caulfield. I, I don't think Tefane wants a 1600. Um, I think Dice Roll is going to get a beautiful run. I think Elephant's got the sort of same sort of scopey profile that that I think On Thunderstruck definitely has. Um, but I think if we kick up, we can push out the Lunar Foxes, the Harbour Views, the Irish Flames. They'll be they'll be struggling if the tempo's good. <coughs> and he saves a stack of ground. I, um, I, I I sort of I have a question regarding Tefane. Did it get beaten? Like by a better horse, and as opposed to didn't get a sixteen hundred. If it ran like that um, in a Group Three lead-up race, it probably wins over the mile. And then we're saying that it might get the mile. Like it was. Like, is it going to get the Peach Craig Williams? I think it gets a mile. It's just hit the front. Have... At the, hit the front at the two hundred. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get that because at the mile. Whereas if it's at 400, it would hit the front of the 200 sort of thing. I think he's going to be cautious with it. It's a very, very, very good horse. Mm, it's a group one winner. But it, like, if you look at the, the breakdown, it was entitled to accelerate through the last 200 metres at Flemington. It's an outstanding form reference and got even better last week. But he slowed down the last 200. Uh, I just think off that... Like he's runs at fourteen hundred meters. More often than not, he's he's almost slowing through the through the line. Particularly the, the then the six hundred meter run, he's slowed through the line. I, I just think Craig will. I think he's going to get a great run, but I start, I think it'll be over bet. Um, and I just don't think it's a fair price. It's also a great horse to be drawn right next door to with I'm Thunderstruck. Because if Craig goes to the mm. fence, you can sit on the outside of it. If Craig's holding one off, you can just slot, just go right behind it, hold your position, don't get knocked, <coughs> don't get put onto the fence. Assuming, assuming well, they, so think of, they to, think about that. Yeah, to clarify my view, I, I hope that Jai and Mick Price and Kent Jr. aim for intent and back Jai to, to, to weave a passage. I, but I fear that they, they'll sneak and be real negative and swoop, and I reckon we're still a good chance of being good enough doing that. Fascinating race, but extremely talented horse, the one we're talking mm. about. I'm not sure you can really dive into anything else. Sure, there's going to be a few people that like dice roll and elephant, but for me, it's either you're with the with the fave or nothing here. There's a couple of um, a couple of spanners next to a f- names on puntingform.com.au, which piqued some interest. Superstorm gets the uh, blinkers back on. And Luna Fox, who was um, the 300 to 1 SP winner of the... Peter Bacton. Autumn, whatever it was, Guineas, Kennedy Oaks, Kennedy something, 
it also gets the blinkers back on. Um, I don't want to take too much time talking about the race, but does that make a big difference to you for Superstorm Pistol being a Westy's best operator? No, it'll be 40 lengths off them. No, not not literally, but it will need the right passage. You'll need to see them making ground. you need to see the wide lanes in play. There's, there's a lot of mm. need to seize. Oh, I like Superstorm as a horse, but like Barrier 10 for it versus Barrier 4 for on Thunderstruck, like Jai's actually got the option to jump and be positive. Yeah. Ollie doesn't. Great analysis, guys. Thanks for answering my questions. Full stop. Let's move on. Yep. See you later. <laughs> and Luna Fox, I mean, I'll take the 300s again. Uh, Caulfield, race eight. Caulfield, Guineas, group one. Panamo, <clears throat> 270. Artorias is 390. Double figures the rest. Uh, I'm confused. I love this race normally, and uh, I think we've had pretty good results in it. But um, you cannot back Animo until you've seen that the the track's fair, which is favourite not to be, it's Caulfield. Um, We have had a lot of rain recently, and it looks nice. It was nice yesterday, it looks nice today, so that would be perfect conditions for Saturday, so you'd hope it's fair um, because they won't have to water. Uh, but lightsaber leads. Tiger of Malay kicks up from one. I think Zarel uses seven. Mr. Mozart will roll forward. Uh, Knightstown, and then I think this horse kills gets almost run of race here, Alpine Edge. And I, I come, think it. Come, come back to me. I, I think it's the most. Um, like, if you look at the prices, I, I reckon it might be the most responsible way to wager in this race is Alpine Edge. Just a really small bet. It's going to get the right run. Queenslanders go all right in this race as a rule. Not that I'm just saying that as like a TV person trying to justify why I like it, just adding on a bit more shit like they do. But I, I just remember a couple of Queenslanders going all right. That was a fucking ridiculous statement, but yeah, well done. Yeah, I, I sort of checked myself straight away. Uh, I think Artorias from two, like it can be not last, but probably will be, and he's going to have to circle them. I think Artorius and Animo will come with big bounding runs down the outside, and it'll just be a case of if one of these horses that's settled on the speed stops or not. And it's often how this race, in my short memory, it is, you know, like you think of Super Seth, and it might have been, was Super Seth Alligator Blood? Mm-hmm. I don't Alligator know what... Alligator Blood ho- led Super Seth got him Yeah, the they, they, were, they were 20 metres apart on the track, and they were never close until they were right on the line. I think this will be the same sort of shape here because Ollie's going to have to go back. And so Artorius, if, if, that's a huge if, if D-Lane just decides, fuck it, I'm going to roll the dice here, Glenn Bostar, Artorius could win if he gets all the all the runs. Or it could be a complete car crash. What would you do if you were D-Lane? Would you, would you just like watch a few bossy replays and just go, fuck it, I'm going for gold here? I you don't also- think I can sneak. And run run over the top of Animo. Why wouldn't he just watch a few D Lane replays and just put the horse into the race from the gate? Because yeah. the, the horse doesn't have that. a stack of speed. Yeah, like the, mile, it's a, the mile's a different proposition, mate. Yeah. All these horses get into the mile first time prep, most of them. It's different tempos. I don't know. 
They did talk about doing that earlier in this prep when it drew inside when Curry was on board and it was a bit of a just nothing jump out of the barrier. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if D Lane manages to get it to to go better than that from the from the gate. Ah, yeah, interesting. Anyway, saying you no sound bet. stressed about it, girls. No, well, we need to talk about it. Yep, we need to talk about them. So, okay, have let's. You, have you been in touch with the yard? L point edge. Or are you going to? God, the sheets don't like it. Um, I'm gonna. I'll tell you right now, Jack. <laughs> if Alpine Edge mm-hmm. wins the Caulfield Guineas, I will drive down to Trent and Toby Stables, and I will muck out boxes for a day. <laughs> if we don't bet in the race, which we, we big chance of not, God, I'm gonna be roaring for this horse. And I know Trent will gladly have me. And I'll need a full day too, because manual labour is not my strong suit. I can imagine. <laughs> and um, uh, and Animo is like the best horse in the race. By it's the best horse in the race, and it will win. It will sit wide, and it will win because there's nothing in it. This will be reminiscent of the autumn sun when it come down here with J Mac on it and raced against complete nothing and just sat wide and won as <laughs> arrogant. Mm. AF, and that's what will happen here. Mm. I can't uh, argue with that. I, I think that's favourite. And if it doesn't win, and Alpine Edge does, I will be creating some have, of the world's greatest content for this. I'll week. have horse shit <laughs> permeating through my skin for weeks. Anyway, I've just uh, I literally just messaged Trent and said, "You better watch the preview show." And it just came back saying, you have been blocked <laughs> again. Uh, and look, I hope for them it wins. Of course, I hope for them it wins. I wish all the connections of every horse the best of luck and win. It'll be a big effort. And, it, and it's going to be uh, credit to the track staff when they do. And uh, congratulations to whoever does win. We're really happy for you. I wonder okay. if Trent will yeah. share a drink after a day's work because he's never shared a drink in his life. <laughs> anyway, go well, Point Edge. Very good. Shall we move on to the might and power 2,000 metres? We do have a question from Tobias. Good old Tobias. This is uh, the race that Zaki's a $1.26 favourite and probably bill $6. From Tobias is Shane Curlio, old enough to remember Rubiton. He was a dominant Cox Plate favourite in the 1987 spring, a la Zaki. Turned up in the Caulfield Stakes at 7-2 on as favourite, $1.28 for the youngsters, and got rolled. Regards, Tobias. 1987. No, no, I don't. I, I was, was 10. I was, I was 10 weeks old. <laughs> I was 10 years old. Um, Mark Roden was, we would have been. He would have been 28 or so, wouldn't he? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. What? Well, yeah, that's a fair question. I don't know. History says. Um, I remember Lonroe getting beat as a short price favourite in a Cox play. <coughs> I was absolutely muted drunk and I accidentally backed it a place. I got rolled, ran third, I remember that. Someone had a sign, death taxes in Lonra, and it got beat. Uh, uh, anyway, I digress. No, I don't remember Rubiton getting rolled at the short quote on its way to the Cox Plate. Um, will what this price, thing get rolled? What price um, have you got, Zaki? Unfortunately... 
dollar twenty two. Nowhere near as confident on the overlay as what I was last week when we were getting a dollar thirty eight on a dollar twelve chance, and I had fifty percent of my bank on it. <laughs> this week, there's no fat. It was It was fifty seven point two eight five six or something. Yeah, there's no fat this week. It's right, right. It's bang on. I think it'll drift slightly. I hope so. All right, so let's let's talk about this logically. Last time Zaki came up against Probabile, Superstorm, Fifty Stars, and another horse that escapes me. This time we've got no effort. Homesman, Probabile, Nonconformist, Nick and Jack gave. If Zaki's losing, who's winning? Probabile is the chance. We want a bit of rain, and we want no effort to go mad. Right. So I was younger and still going to the races every day if we were allowed to, you know, like how we laid winks every time. You'd just be hoping for chaos in the race if you she has, if you like. He has five rivals. Mm. He went 1,400 to 1,800 and, like, Probabil, like, couldn't get near it. Probabil was back to win the um, – it was right in the market to win the Cox Plate. You know, 11 months ago. I think it's entitled to um, be respected here if it gets the circumstances that suit. Yeah, look, listen to us geniuses thinking Zaki or Probabil can win the race when they're six <laughs> and, and the other four are fucking legless. Yeah, anyway, let's talk about the next race. It's boring. Yeah, I was going to say, move, move on, move on. Um, let's have a look, look at the plume stakes or the Northwood plume stakes. Group three. Just for the... Just for the younger audience at home, Pistol, Northwood Plume actually did win a Caulfield Guineas. The um, horse. The horse that did win the Caulfield Guineas. Uh, won the CUNY stakes at Group 2 level. Uh, won the Group 3 dual stakes at Caulfield also. And won the Group 1 and set on a firm two at Rose Hill in, on the 8th of April, 1995. Just for those that are wondering, Northwood Plume was a nice, very good, proper racehorse. Meh, by the way. Well, this, and, th- and coincidentally, Curls, this is a, a, a Group 3 four mares. Really? Race seven. I don't know why all mares races aren't group threes, Jack. Um, <laughs> what did you like here? Well, you've got the, the uh, market is La Mexicana, $4, Tellia's 5 Rubisaki, 6 Brooklyn Hustle, 7 Dirty Thoughts, 10 So is Chassis. I'll do the map first. I reckon Dirty Thoughts will cross from 10. It'll cross Tally Her and La Mexicana. La Mexicana gets the coffin or leads if it wants. Then Paul's regret. Maybe Chassis kicks up from three. More secrets and one Leary, number eleven. Uh, need to make decisions. Nudge Ruby Saki, then standoff and Brooklyn Hustle. Brooklyn Hustle was absolutely steamed in the uh, Moya or the whatever the thousand metres Group One was at Mooney Valley. Yeah, the D Moore. Very last start when D Moore gave that wild ruler an absolute peach. The the first and second horse in that race, which this horse was heavily back to beat will be in the Everest, so it's a pretty strong form reference. If if you think there are chances in the Everest, then you've got to respect Brooklyn Hustle here. Um, I really like La Mexicana. I think $4 is a great price. I think the horse is bomb-proof. I love this horse because of the way it, 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 it the speed it possesses and just puts itself in a good spot almost every time, um, and it's versatile. I think it's going to be a mile in front of horses like Brooklyn Hustle and Ruby Saki at a point in the race, and hopefully it just gives us a nice little kick and gets through its gears, be at top near, you know, proper stable, 
group race for a for a good mare for a good stable. Um, that's a bet number three, La Mexicana. Full stop. Mm. Can't argue that at all. I can't argue with that at all. I'm still wondering. I'm still like thinking about Brooklyn Hustle. Anyway, that was unbelievably an unbelievable good betting move the other night. Oh, just a shoot work, and also um, just fascinating. If you if you believe the narrative and the yarn of how good was that, and congratulations, and you're flying, and the 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 Dutch ruddering and bath work has done for Brett Preble recently. Brooklyn Hustle one week, sacked Greg Williams on. <laughs> it's a brutal, brutal game. It really is. And lots of it is just utter, utter noise. Okay, so the staking plan for this week? Let's have uh, 200 on La Mexicana. Yep. So that's race seven, number three. Um, and let's have 250 on I'm Thunderstruck to win the two-rack, please, Peter. Okay. At 280 or 270. Uh, I think they're two standout bets. Uh, I think La Mexicana is more of a, a setup profile uh, map bet, and uh, I'm Thunderstruck is just a bet you've got to have because it's the horse on the up, um, and I just don't think you're going to get better than that price. They might try and take it on, but I wouldn't be surprised if it crunches at some point. All right. Very good. Girls, can you give me a 40-second summary about Queensland this week? Yeah, I'd love to, Peter. Um, uh, God, the submarine's happening again. The submarine's happening again. What happened? Uh, Metropolitan Racing is Saturday at um, Eagle Farm. Nine races there, um, headlined by a f- 2,406 metre 4x Queensland Cup. Another non-betting race. Uh, Warwick Cup is uh, the provincial meeting, no Toowoomba this Saturday. The heading down on the Southern Downs at Warwick, um, and the usual Gold Coast Saturday provincial meeting. So it'll be busy. Three meetings in the afternoon. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Is there any Mooney Valley Friday night in Melbourne? Because there's no. a Sunny Coast meeting. Nah, uh, we've got um, Mornington today where we've bet. I've got yep. prices um, for every Price. race. We might be betting the back half pretty heavily. Rainbow. Depending- depending on how the track races. And then we've got Benella into Cranbourne tomorrow. So uh, nice little warm-up for Caulfield. Yeah, I'll do the same. I'll bet Friday night as well. Absolutely. And first meeting back at Ascot, which I think everyone in WA is salivating. Are you excited over. about that? There's something really nice. Like It happens every change of season where you actually look forward to Belmont because Ascot's falling apart and then Belmont starts falling apart and you just want to get back to the nice, safe, warm shiny surrounds of Ascot. How cool. That's, that's how it How's that track? I wonder if the track plays any difference with um, Chris Nation gone. Well, funny you should mention that, girls. Funny you should mention that. It could be a complete and utter disaster. It could be normal Ascot. It could go one way or the other. Um, I'm not yeah. going to get too excited. I'm pretty cautious as to how the track will play. Rail three metres It's usually about as fair as it gets at Ascot, which is that a good thing that they're starting off there or are they just planning on just a smooth entry into the season? I'm not too sure. We'll wait and see, um, but stay tuned. 